everyone, and welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street. A monstrous podcast about all things horror. If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on all of the usual socials or subscribe to our Patreon for bonus content and merch. You can find all of that by visiting us at allmylinks.com backslash A Nightmare on Fear Street or in our episode descriptions wherever you're listening to this podcast at. All right, everyone. Today, we're covering Revenge of the Pontianic. And this continues our we're not in Kansas anymore theme for the lovely month of September. Because what a better time to leave America than any month, let alone autumn. <laughs> yeah, it was time to get out, y'all. It's time, it's time to leave. Um, this movie, this I, I had a lot of fun with this movie. I'm excited for us to get into it. And this, it was a really interesting take on a vampire. And like, uh, I, so off the top, I think we should say for the listeners out there who... I don't know how you missed this if you watched the movie, but like the whole idea behind the vampires in this culture, they're basically women who die in childbirth, essentially, or right after giving birth to the child and aren't given burial rights. So hint, hint, wink, wink, (laughs) that comes into play (laughs) in this film. One of my notes um, is about how I I want more Southeast Asian folklore because I think that's very interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's something I don't know. I never thought about because like we don't get to hear about other things here in America. We're McDonald's land. So I <laughs> I didn't know. And so when I saw that um, up top, I was like, yes. And then she was this badass vampire ghost that can possess people and haunt houses. And I was like, I want more of whatever this is. Right. No. Yeah. And like, so going into this, so I read the little, the like paragraph synopsis before clicking play on Netflix and going into this, I was like, I was already kind of in love with it, but, but for a totally different reason. But I was like, this vampire is petty. She's just mad because she didn't get invited to this wedding. And she's like, fuck y'all, I'm going to kill you because you didn't invite me to this wedding. But then I was like, oh, this is a lot darker than I thought because it quickly dawned on me that she was connected to this lead actor and the kid was hers. So, you know, my my joy for the pettiness was a little bit erased, but I was still here for like the emotional depth. But like, yeah, the, the paragraph synopsis does not really give it the weight that it deserves. <laughs> I, I need to actually read it now that I've seen the movie because again, I'd like to go in knowing as little as possible. So all I knew was this was going to be Malaysia <laughs> and it was going to be a scary movie and the red dress on the cover was fierce. That's all I knew. <laughs> and I was like, she's got costume goals. I'm in. Right. I will say, I mean, because we talk about this a lot, how sometimes, you know, even though the the twist in a way is, is, predictable like i i picked up on this twist really really early but it was still a really fun ride to go on and figure out like oh how is this i didn't i I knew the twist but i didn't know how it would end so i was like i still want to know how this all works out in the end because i know that basically there was something that happened with mina who was the vampire and Khalid, who is our main protagonist, and then uh, Neek, the, the, the little boy, is Mina's son that she di- died giving birth to. And I was like, something's going to happen, but I, I didn't know how this all un, un, untwines. Untwines? Is that a word? Untangles. Own it. There we go. Own it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I 
I just appreciate anybody who understands that men are trash, regardless of the location. <laughs> and so I was like, he did this to her. I don't know how he did this to her, but this seems very specific that she wants to fuck with him and his friend group because she she killed his friend and his brother and fuck with people who were near them when she came for them. She wasn't just out here picking fights with random people. I was like, what did y'all do to her? You're a bunch of dudes. Is this going to be traumatic for me? And they were like, not as traumatic in the way you think it's going to be. Here's how he fucked her up. (laughs) And I was like, okay, okay, get it, girl. And I want Mina, I want Mina inducted into the hall of good for her horror. I don't know why she's not there already. And I'm going to start that campaign today. So vote for Mina. Yeah, I can't mean like this is a good for her horror film. Almost felt like her presence and her like getting closer to this village infected everyone as opposed to her like actually uh, purposefully attacking people. It was more like her just being there made the children get sick. But she she did purposely attack people, don't get me wrong. But like the ones that she purposely went after were the ones that were there the night that, well... Spoiler alert, when Khalid murdered her after yes. she gave birth. Yes. Like, I, let's stay in this first note, because I have notes on the rest of this. But, like, I feel like this is another time where whenever we go to other countries for horror, we get a lot of emotions and we get a lot of nuance. And so I feel like her accidental impact on this village was just her grief and her anger. And she's finally being heard because... A woman showed up pregnant and went missing and everybody went back to business. Um, <laughs> these men went on with their lives. They're having marriages and wedding parties. And of course she's angry. She's like, you fucking choked me and ran off with my son. Fuck you. And I'm like, yes, Mina, fuck him up. Fuck him up. Um, <laughs> and so I, I feel like the fallout of that is just, again, how like perhaps grief just impacts those around us, even if they don't notice it. They're, things are tuning to it. So I thought that was cool. And I think it is part of the reason at the end, she's like, I need to be done with my reign of terror. I've gotten my revenge. Yeah, I, I thought the end was really powerful when she saw City and Nick and knew that this wasn't this wasn't City's fault. And, mm-hmm. you know, if anything, she needed someone that could take care of Nick. And she knew that City would do that. And I thought that was really a beautiful moment between two women in a horror film (laughs) especially because like they both had a man who was trash because it was the same man the same man that was trash like he literally choked this woman right off with the kid and then asked a new woman to help raise the kid and didn't say what happened he was just like i'm great i'm good you're mine now and even when shit's going down he's not communicating he's not like i might have done this he's like i'm gonna put you in this house with the son for safety and i won't talk to you and she's like what's happening he's like i can't talk to you because i am a sexist who chokes women in the forest (laughs) and he runs off (laughs) and like most toxic men in my life he is very attractive oh (laughs) he was too attractive to not be guilty of something Right, I should have known. I should have known up front. I was like, he's real hot, so I should not. (laughs) (laughs) I need to learn that skill, Trey. Teach it to me. He's real hot, so I should not. (laughs) (laughs) I thought girl summer somewhere else. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I I I also love that moment. 
Nina decides it's over. She's like, my son is safe. You seem like a fine stepmom. Um, and I, I love that. And I, I think that's more satisfying than what America would have done with a story like this, in which it would have been like, kill the bitch. And <laughs> not only enough that they fucked her over, because that's what America does best, is not owning our shit. And so our movies also showcase that. And so you would have had them come together to like kill the vampire ghost woman and then be like, ha And then we'd have a whole franchise treating her like she did something wrong when we, it's the men over here we keep not talking about. Right. <laughs> I, this was a much more satisfying ending than I, I will ever probably see here for something like this. Oh, 100%. I loved it. I also loved in the beginning when she walks up in the wedding. Of course, it's kind of her, but I was like, she, this is a mood. She's in this beautiful blue, or not blue, red, floor length gown, and you know, walking through, and no, nobody really notices her until like uh, Khalid's brother, no, the friend, it wasn't the brother yet, notices her Ray's. from afar, Reyes. Uh, and he's like, fr- like, get scared or whatever, and then she disappears. And I was like, oh, she, this is a mood. I said, I need this energy in my life. I need to do this. I need to walk up in somewhere with a red dress on and be like, what? I'm here. <laughs> I lived. I fucking lived. Um, I, I almost took a picture of that. I sent it to my friend. Um, my uncle Jared's birthday is today and he's a Leo. But I was like, he would appreciate this dress and tell me where I could find it if I go back to Chicago. Because <laughs> I want it. <laughs> it's the moment. <laughs> and it was, also, it was also the moment in the movie where I'm like, oh, shit's about to start going down now because at first like here's the introductions here are the people here's what you need to know some backstory we're chugging along but i was like okay yeah. but when do we start when do we start and then she's like i've arrived and i'm like oh it's your movie hi <laughs> <laughs> yeah because i mean we we get that little description and i'm glad they put that description at the beginning of it explaining the malaysian legend or lore behind vampire vampires because if i didn't have that i would have been like kind of lost for 75% of the movie, but like it drops us into the middle or the beginning of this wedding, which is a beautiful ceremony. Oh, I loved it. And then we go to the reception. I'm assuming it's like a reception party afterwards kind of deal. And that's when she shows up. She's like, she like Maleficented this wedding. She's like, where was my invite? <laughs> I also love the title card because a lot of the times as Americans we don't understand what's happening Mm -hmm. and so the title card was like this is specifically this kind of monster it's this sort of vampire um woman of the lake um (laughs) the crying woman in the white dress um thing that can possess people and do these things because because of that title card I was like oh I know I can go research this word afterwards and see if she does all these things in the real world or in the real folklore and that makes it easier than being like, are we just fighting all the evils in this house? Which is what we ran into with a couple of movies. Cause we were like, we don't understand. Are you just throwing in all of the horror movies or is this a specific something we should know? Is and this so little I, boy about to start levitating and the little girl did? Listen, like do a leap of just be in all these movies all of a sudden. And I'm like, <laughs> we did not agree to levitate. We did not agree to levitate. Um, <laughs> and so I, I appreciate that. Cause it's just like, hey, if you don't know, you need to go find out real quick. And I was like, thank you. So I spent some time like researching and I was like, oh yeah, this is, this is, this is what Supernatural thought they were doing when they tried this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, she's just a brilliant, it's a brilliant character. It's a brilliant way to tell the story. But well, 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 let's- I want more Pontianics. 
Um, because again, specificity is key. And so if you want a monster that could do a bunch of different things and also give you that vampire situation a little bit, that's a mood. Don't touch it in America ever. But if we could find more movies from people who should be telling these stories, I would I would join that Kickstarter. I would do a tweet. I would I would do something to help them raise that money because it again specificity. And I also love that it's just a femme because usually when we pull these lures out, these urban legends are a bunch of dudes with hooks, and it's like that's boring. And so to have it be something so grounded and founded by grief because again these are people who gave birth and then didn't get buried with respect and rights and all of that and so of course they should be angry because how many femmes are just like tossed aside and discarded and never gets that and so that's kind of a powerful situation i'm into it i'm into it as fuck right for sure i love your note trent this bitch can climb trees this is gonna get ugly oh i missed that yes yeah so when i saw number one when you see the dead body of is Reyes the brother? Yeah. Reyes, Reyes is the friend. Because okay. he, he's older, and I'm like, why is he not these two hot dudes? <laughs> I mean, no offense, no offense to that actor, but I was like, these two are hot. Who are they friends? Um. <laughs> yeah, so when Reyes is, die, he dies pretty early on, and then they find his body, like, tacked to a tree, like, 20 feet up in the air, and I'm like, oh, okay, she must use magic. I'm like, magic. It's just, there's no way. And then later on, you see her, like, climbing up in a tree, and I was like, this bitch can climb trees. Y'all, we in trouble. We in trouble. I don't want no athletic spirits finding me. <laughs> I- <laughs> we learned about, yes, it's kind of like, uh, may the devil take you. It's like, this is too, you doing too much. Like, no, you can't climb trees. You don't right? need to be levitating. No, is there a gymnasium in the afterlife? <laughs> Are they having swimming laps? <laughs> They died. Climbing walls, you know, like rock climbing or whatever. Right. I don't want that. I don't want that. I want. I want those who are as shape as I am. That's what right. I want. Where they're she like, was, I was like climbing it like it was nobody's business. Like she was like Tarzan. Here we go. She was like, I am mad. I thought about this for years. Um- <laughs> Give me this tree. Let me climb it. <laughs> Listen. I was like, I can't fuck with her. I don't know what happened, <laughs> but I hope she gets who she's coming for because she's working hard. She's working hard for this revenge. <laughs> she is... <laughs> yes, that was just like, ooh. And it, but I wish they would have revisited that more, I guess, but they didn't really. But that one moment I was like, ooh, girl. She was scary every time she did anything. So they only need to show her do that once. And you're like, you can never escape her. Also, she just appears in places because again, she's like this dead creature who has all these superpowers. That's true. She is she is a Marvel villain. No, she is an X Men. <laughs> I want I the want Pontianic is a X Men. Yes, yes. Like we need to go ahead and we need to go ahead and retire um, some more X Men. Looking at you, unfortunately, <laughs> Phoenix, because they've done you wrong too many times. Like we just need to look at let you go. We can't have you. Apparently, I'm sorry, Phoenix. <laughs> It's nothing personal, Jean Grey. Uh, but I love the Phoenix. But I used to, but I don't think Sony does. So never <laughs> up. Anyway, that's a different movie. I didn't hate Dark Phoenix, but I didn't love it either. But I anyways. didn't even watch it. I was like, you know what I'm well, not gonna do? Because they've done her so dirty in all of the other movies. The other ones, yes. I refuse. I'm like, oh, I'm- you're gonna single out on purpose now? Oh hell no. No, 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 no. 
So you've messed up 19 times and you're going to be like, let's really hone in this time. I'm like, oh no, no. <laughs> yeah, as much as I have issues with MCU, I'm ready for them to pick up the X-Men and do something else, do something with them. It can only help. Like, <laughs> it can only help. I, oh, I was like, good for you, girl. Good for you. You leave them behind. <laughs> they didn't know what they had. <laughs> I'm playing some Lizzo. I'm going to walk out. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, um, so we can replace her with the Pontianic. Um, and it'll be better. It's for the best. <laughs> like, she will walk through Wolverine. She's be like, hello, metal man. <laughs> <laughs> hello, metal man. This your spine? Oh, <laughs> Cause did you see what she did to Ray ass? She fucked his shit up. And this is after, oh my God. So like, no, this is before, but after she was done discarding Ray ass, like <laughs> trash, she was like, reduce, reuse, recycle. Um, how she's done with that. Um, she shut up for Ray No, she shut up for Riza. And she possessed him first, which is how like Cleve was like, oh no, I know what I've done now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he like went after his wife. Right, and then after she possessed him, she came back and was like, <laughs> ripped her way through him, like his chest was a piece of paper. Yeah, and she was at a barbecue. <laughs> oh, it was so the moment, yeah. the moment in the wood. So she possesses him like twice. Because first he's in the house, and that's when he tries to kill his wife. But then later on, she possesses him again to talk to Khalid, and that actor <laughs> went from like this butch macho man to like. Hey girl, what's going on? This is <laughs> I again specificity is awesome because I like he ain't him no more. And I was like, oh he has hand out like this and like no. Oh, this that ex that you choked in the woods. You thought you was done with her. Ooh. I finally was watching it like a talk show and it was daytime TV. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let him fight, Steve. Let him fight. Um <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, yeah that scene was wild I was like what <laughs> and I love that it happens in the woods because like the woods are inherently scary nothing good happens in the woods no, this, is, like, this isn't even like, like wood, wood. this is like jungle woods it's Malaysia this is like you might see a tiger I, I, listen a panther <laughs> you know, like, I don't want nature that I can't outrun I don't want spirits that I can't outrun so I would not be here Lions and tigers and bears. Oh my! <laughs> I would be like, this is not for me. Um, good day, everybody. <laughs> so let's leave this performance aspect just for a bit. We'll come back to it, but I want to talk about the design aspect of this film. Fuck yes, <laughs> it was gorgeous. Okay, one of the biggest things that really stood out to me was how everything was so very specific, with based on where they were. For example, when you're, when they're in the more rural village, you had a very different look for like city. So she kind of looked like she didn't really fit in with everybody else, but everyone else was kind of in dull colors, very earthy tones, you know, like you would, if you're going to go out and work on the field, you're going to not want to wear pink, you know, <laughs> but then in the flashback stuff where we're seeing Mina and the story behind Mina, it was bright colors and beautiful land, like these beautiful cityscapes. And like, uh, it was very intentional and very specific. And I just loved the dichotomy between the two. 
I, again, don't do research before the movies because I don't want spoilers. So I do all of mine after. And I just love that from the first frame of actual people and actors and costumes, I was like, this is a period piece. <laughs> this is the 60s. They fucking nailed it. And it also made me sad because I don't get to see a lot of period pieces from different countries. Instead, we get Americanized um, things that are not accurate and very offensive and wrong. And so I was like, is this, it might actually be my first legitimate period piece from a different country that isn't like a del Toro, which is a different beast because it's it's also period, but it's also very Magical. specific and in, very insular because it's not yeah. like, let's expand this whole situation. Like let's stay in this house or let's stay in this orphanage. Or we're going to go to a fantasy world and it's going to be like, woo, butter, you know, fairies and shit. Which I love. That's no shade. <laughs> I love Del Toro, as we know, but like yeah. it's just very different than what this was giving us. Yeah, but I, I want more. I want more period pieces from other countries, and I want to see what they were doing and how they can tie that into things that I don't know about, because you don't learn about other people here. We won't even learn about our own history here. <laughs> right. And so I feel like I took like an introductory course on the Southeast Asian folklore, and I want to take the full course, but unfortunately, <laughs> I can't afford college because I'm in America. <laughs> Another thing design-wise I love, so like, okay, I'm a city person. I could never live in this village. I'm going to preface my statement with this. But I could spend a weekend in their house because it was gorgeous. Every room had a window with a balcony thing on it. It was so open. It was airy. It was beautiful. I would love it. Now, no more than a weekend, like a camping trip. <laughs> but like, <laughs> it was beautiful. I would love, yeah, just that cabin that's so spacious and airy and it's you know oh i loved it you would be like they ain't got no wi-fi take me home um, <laughs> i said i can handle it for 48 hours charade have faith mm -mm. in me you'd be like this ain't on my instagram no turn it around I would add it to them later <laughs> take the pictures then add it to them later because then you can plan your filters sorry <laughs> what took me out about the house is that there are stairs going down into the kitchen and so watching Khalid leap down the stairs to grab her when he was like, oh no, it's the ghost lady of the woman I jumped. <laughs> um, I was like, oh, we're had heavy stairs been there the whole time. Cause I, I was like, how did I miss that? And I don't want to play that game trying to go downstairs for snacks at 2 a.m. and like falling because I'm accident prone. <laughs> fair, fair points. I will say too, in the way that the house was set up um, just architecturally, it really gave opportunities that I feel like we're missed in other films we've, we've seen this month where, you know, like for example, when he realizes that they're going after city or she's going after city and he rushes home to get to her. Well, he gets to her and she's fine, but then you see her walk behind him in the back. And I was just like, Ooh. I, I live for those moments. Cause she was she, like, even up top, she was like caressing him with her claw hand. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Oh, it's in the house. It's in the house. Um, and like what they did inside the house that you're talking about, they did with the whole village. Like this whole village is very, it's very specific and it's very set up in a way so you can see these things happening in the corner. Like, what was that? And, and like the geography, somebody drew a map. Somebody drew a map. <laughs> Everybody stayed where they were on the map. And I was so fucking happy. <laughs> right. And so I was like, oh, this is so-and-so's neighbor. Oh, this is so-and-so's family. And so it's like, this is your closest 
person who could be here for you if something happens how are you treating them and so I just I love that like you see the whole community and you see her walk in and be like y'all forgot about me oh and then like at one point the mayor the chief the mayor whatever their hierarchy is in this village tells everyone to go home and shut their windows and doors I'm like but they ain't got locks this woman could get in your house you ain't got a lock on your door she's afraid of no door she's afraid of no door and that's what she's wearing <laughs> that's why oh and the 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 i can't think of the character's name but like the, the mystic character that really has a, a he does not have a character arc he is very flat the whole time but everyone's reactions to him change over time mm-hmm. and because like the first year everyone's like you're crazy go do your craziness or whatever um so i really liked how they played off not giving him a character arc, but having everyone else have a character arc about him. So yes. an interesting storytelling convention. I'm into that. I I also really, really love how this movie set us up with certain expectations. Like Khalid is being this great dad and this village is about to be tormented by this woman in a red dress. And then it was like, ha ha, it's actually the inverse. He's the monster and she's the victim. Mm-hmm. And so what you gonna do about it now when you feel... Um, <laughs> um, she's actually the best parent. She just happens to be dead and not dealing with that well for the right reasons. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. So that that was good. And I also love that once they like were done shattering that picture, they left it shattered. They didn't try and be like, he's a human. He deserves to live. They were like, he fucked up and his friends helped him. These are yeah, because even when, when he goes back to the mystic man, once he figures everything out and tells him what happened, the mystic man's like, what the, basically, what the fuck have you done? You crazy person. And you did this, how dare you? And then he's like, but I but I saved this, the child to possibly save myself. And he was like, I don't know nothing. <laughs> Men are so bullshit. That's that same, <laughs> that is that same logic of Stanley Kubrick didn't torture the child in The Shining, just the adults. Right. And the woman asleep. Um, that's that same logic. I saved the child, so I choked a woman to death. So what? I saved the child. I'm a good guy. Um, it, it very much, it very much watching him and his trio get information to let's just unpack this for a second. So like Khalid talks his friend and brother, Rays and Riza, into driving her out to a doctor in the middle of the night for an abortion that they have not talked to her about. And she's asking questions and he's not talking to her because he's Khalid. He doesn't talk to women. He just fucks them and then chokes them. And so (laughs) she's like, hey, where are we going? Hey, where are we going? Hi, can we stop the car? Nobody's going to talk to me. And so like, she is like, you tried to do what? You're going to take me where? No. And she leaves. And instead of just letting her leave, he's like, no, I'm going to run after you. And so she fucking has her baby in the middle of the woods, which is awful for many reasons for me as part of my who doesn't want kids um, and doesn't like nature. And, and she's like, you killed my baby, you bastard. I am going to tell everybody. And his response is to choke her to death because toxic masculinity is what? In the air. And so, <laughs> so he chokes her to death and his friend and brother are like, what happened? And he's like, she's dead. Let's go. <laughs> And they don't think we should we should call some authorities. We should maybe do something. Right. They're not like, this is a line I won't cross. Like, force the woman to get an abortion is icky enough, but you killed her. Maybe we should talk about this. Like- right. And I, I, the abortion part, I was like, have y'all really thought this through? Because she's real pregnant. And like, I get 
that like it also like where was science in the 60s like where was you know people have been having abortions forever well right but i mean like that late in a in their trimester in their pregnancy forever because like there are definite late-term abortions i don't know the history of that but like sometimes that has to happen for various reasons you can terminate a pregnancy at any stage not legally but also america's fucked in many reasons but a lot of women get to a certain point and then it's like it's you or this baby and they have to make a choice and so it it can be done if you have a doctor that gives a shit and you are in a state that gives a shit if you live fortunately in america we don't have that so they're just like you need to have that baby and hope you live thoughts and prayers (laughs) but like you can there are ways of doing that medically i I have, I I know enough, not from my own life, but I know enough from friends and stuff that I've had to encounter. So like, I didn't question that because like, again, people will have abortions and that's the thing that right when people don't get is like, you're not stopping anything. You're just making it unsafe. And so you're going to roll us back into finding women in really bad situations um, because you don't care about women. And you need to just say that instead of being like, I care about babies. You don't, you care about controlling women and keeping them from the you don't care about babies you care about fetuses let's be real once that baby's born you're like well tough shit yeah we can't feed it we can't give it an education we can't give it health insurance um (laughs) we won't help its mother if her mother's in a situation where she needs to leave the home with you we have none of that in place but we want them to have it so they cannot have agency and not do things they should do and if they do try and dare have a career or a life outside of that baby, then they're a bad mother because you right. can't have it all. You can be at home with your baby. Right. So back to the film. <laughs> we got off track a lot on that. On my fault. The sex scene that was cut with the sacrificing of the chicken and the cut with the little boy walking into the forest was very intense. And I did not know how to feel, make my feels feel about that. I'm uncomfortable whenever we intercut things with children that are sexy. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's not do that. Because I was like, uh oh, no, okay, so this isn't a fun sex scene. Anon is a chicken, too. So I don't, uh, but maybe it's something culturally that's okay and cool. And I'm just like, I don't want kids in the sexy world. I want them far from that. Um, <laughs> I, I want them separated, like my foods. I don't want, <laughs> I don't want my things touching on my plate. <laughs> I, I also love how Khalid continues to not learn from his past mistakes like not talking to Mina is how he ended up choking Mina to death because instead of talking to her and communicating with her he's like I'm gonna do this and if you try and fuck with my plans or yell at me I'll choke you which is not how you handle shit um (laughs) but he remarries and is still not communicating because again his wife city is like um what's happening you are you are being wild out here and he's like I can't talk I'm the man bye and I'm like, fuck you, good sir. <laughs> right. He, yeah. But like most men in these movies, you know, like how often do we have an actual revelation where they're like, I actually did wrong and I need to make, you know, that never happens. It's like, let's just keep doing the same thing over and over again and see if something else happens. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, okay. I'm, it, it, and it could have been me just being confused in like how the edit was maybe, but it seemed to me like there was two vampires at the end. There was one that was at the house and one that was in the woods. And, or maybe it was the same one and she was just in two places at once. I just wish they had put more of that into the beginning of the lore so I could have seen that happen before so I wasn't like, wait, I'm confused now. It was the same 
same one. She killed Khalid and then went to go get her kid. But then she was also doing something else while Khalid was being murdered. Because and this is, wait, no, this is before that. Because she's at the house with the guys coming at her in a circle, and she kills all them. But then there's another one in the woods killing all those guys. And then that's when she sees Khalid and she kills him. And then she's back at the house, going into the house. It was very like. I'm gonna have to rewatch it because I thought it was the same person. I think it is the same person. I just think that they made it out. I don't know if they edited it weird for me or if it. I don't know. I, and it, I, made, I, it felt like she walked through some men and then walked through Khalid and then walked to get her kid. Is what it felt like to me. She did that that last scene. Yes, I'm talking about before that when there's men are being murdered because she murders those men. Yeah, she walks over. Yeah, because um, Reza's there. And then Khalid runs in, and then she kills Khalid. Because she's not going to kill Khalid. He and comes to he, her after she kills after she kills Reza. Right, because he and she's not going to kill him. And then he stabs her, and she's like, oh, fuck, no, you did now. <laughs> yeah. But no, I'm talking like before that last scene, when she's killing all the villagers. Men, all, the, every man in this village is dead. I'm okay with that. Again, I mean, good for I, her horror. I'm not against it either, but I'm just saying like, when she's in the woods and she kills all those men, and then I don't, and maybe I was probably overthinking it. Honestly, <laughs> you know, I probably was. Yeah, because I didn't, I didn't see any, I didn't feel anything weird about the timeline. I, I felt like she was moving through uh, <laughs> um, to, on her quest. Um, but she kills Khalid away. Like she kills Khalid away from the house. She kills him in the forest. Yeah, because he runs in after she kills Riza because he's yelling about Riza, and then but she's like, also, "You too, bitch." Right, but there's also men, dead men around the house that she's killed earlier. That someone she killed, killed a lot of people. That might she be killed a lot of. She was very busy. She was a very busy woman. Yeah, and she hasn't gone all day. No, she was like, "I'm gonna do some appetizers, but then I'm gonna come for the entree." <laughs> and it was it was a bloody entree. Let me tell you, that was rare, <laughs> very rare, <laughs> not medium rare, <laughs> not well done. <laughs> <laughs> no but yeah it's just it, it, it the editing just kind of confused me there and again I, it could have been all me probably so when i rewatch it i'll let you know because i'm gonna rewatch this one for sure i don't like kids but i have to admit the kid was actually a good actor mm-hmm. i was impressed he did, he's yeah. not given a lot script wise i didn't have a ton of lines but yeah he was he was always present he was there yeah he, he did the job I feel like they couldn't give him a whole lot because he would have ended up giving it away if he said too many things. Because you're already like, um, what is the math here? This is not your real mom. This is your new mom. <laughs> what is your backstory? And so I feel like they were like, let us let us leave him silent. Let us just leave him haunted. <laughs> well, him- at one point, like right after they're married, Neek walks up to a uh, city and says something. And uh, Khalid is like, why are you saying that? You know, she's... She's she's a part of our family now, and I'm just like, okay, so stepmom. Okay, I'm getting I'm getting the relationship here uh, pretty yeah. early on. Yeah. Plus, like, had he started talking a whole lot, it would have been weird because this is definitely about Khalid and Khalid's sins coming oh, yeah. back to haunt him. Yeah, um, you don't want the the son to like start to take stage, you know, start to take emphasis off of Khalid because Khalid is the protagonist of the film. No, it was it was cool. I I appreciate a child actor who can act because it makes me less cranky about them being there. Fair, fair mm-hmm. point. <laughs> I also feel like I would have watched Mina and City run off to be good moms. 
and raise this kid as their own, which is sort of like a <laughs> Southeast Asian Baba Duck situation. So <laughs> other moms in the basement. <laughs> I would watch that, read that. If anybody wants to do that, not in America. If anybody not in America wants to do that, I'm here for it. That would have been cute. I was hoping that would happen because like she killed her trash husband. And so she's free. I think she knew her husband was trash, like most women do. Um, so- no, I think we really got to see cities journey from being head over heels for Khalid having some like why aren't you listening to me why are we doing this to what the fuck is going on to okay now you're really not talking to me what is what like her character development in her relationship with with Khalid was very learning that your husband's an asshole listen (laughs) Listen. (laughs) shall we get into some spiciness Yes. All right. So hot takes. My hot take is, I've said this before, it's another film to add to the list where cis straight men are the real villains. Listen, this is the first time our hot takes are similar because mine is, (laughs) men really are trash no matter where you go. That's what we learned (laughs) on this trip. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, no, and there's so many of those like that it looks like the woman is the monster, but really it's the men behind the women or not even behind the woman, but like who did things to the woman earlier. And I I love the way this one navigated that because so often these stories are told by men and they insist on making the woman the monster, even though she's not. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you can't force this. It, it, it's you good sir, Chad, it's you. And Chad's like, no. <laughs> don't use my real name and so i appreciate that they were like no it, it, it's chad and chad's friends who agreed to do this fuckery and then <laughs> the fuckery <laughs> right. out and came back <laughs> like a boomerang <laughs> a fuckery boomerang <laughs> <laughs> it yeah Oof. but t- it's such a good movie highly recommended i really enjoyed it yeah, I didn't. I did not know what to expect because we've had a mixed bag this month, <laughs> um, and so I was like, "I'm just gonna go in, and we're gonna see what happens." And it, it's been good. I feel like we've had a. I mean, it's been. <laughs> does the good does the good outweigh the bad? I think so. So far, we'll see how this next week goes. But like, Train to Busan, fantastic. Yes. This film, really good. Paris, never watching it again. I, we chose the wrong Perry, <laughs> but we already said that. So let's let's just not we'll, back that again. Go back and listen to that episode. We will choose the right again. one next time, though. <laughs> <laughs> Perry Part Two. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that is our episode on the Revenge of the Pontianic, the ne- the newest the newest X Men. Uh, <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening. Next week. We're covering the Night Shifter. And that's going to continue our time not in Kansas. <laughs> because what are we? We're not in Kansas anymore. And it's great. <laughs> and that one ends it, doesn't it? It's the last one. Yeah, I don't do math, though. The math is hard. Let's not, oh. let's not commit to math <laughs> on a Monday night. We may stay out of Kansas. Who knows what will happen? I'm not going to commit to anything. I don't know what my name is right now. Don't ask me stuff. <laughs> All right. Again, thank you everyone for listening and make sure you stay fierce out there.